All Eat Local Minnesota restaurants are locally owned and operated. Help support your favorite local restaurants through eatlocalminnesota.com. Pilot's Progressive Party. Well, it's not Pilot's Progressive Party, Wendy. It's Native Roots Radio. <laughs> Presenting Pilot's Progressive Party. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were hoping to get our Native Roots Radio uh, uh, bumper up there. Well, that's okay. We could just say it. Yeah. Well, hey, I just want to say, Ahu, hey, Ahu, Ho Trunk Raja, Wakunjahade, Hingadena. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake. And why why are we saying that instead of Pilot's Progressive Party, Wendy? Well, because we're going five days a week, Robert. As Native Ritz Radio, not mm-hmm. Pilot's Progressive Party. Yeah. Sasha. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, let's just talk a little bit about our history here. We've been on AM 950 and we've been on the radio for uh, three years. Mm-hmm. This is our third year, so this is almost like our... Uh, We're in our fourth season. W- not yet, but about to. Mm-hmm. But this is almost like our New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's uh, kind of... Uh retrospective kind of show today Mm -hmm. it is and so we're really excited because we have a lot of good information happening and one of the one of the things that i'm really excited about wendy is that we're going five days a week Mm -hmm. we're doing the best of in madison wisconsin so Mm -hmm. this show is basically for madison right now because Mm -hmm. we're going to um once we edit out the pilot's progressive intro, we're going to put the Native Roots Radio and, and send it to Madison. Uh-huh. And Madison and Chicago will be running our shows, and hopefully we'll be going five days a week there. But we're going to be doing the best of. And uh, uh long time since the beginning of this journey. Mm-hmm. Remember it has the first been. show? I do remember the first show. Oh, boy. We're lucky we're still on the air, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're lucky we're still on the air right now. <laughs> Never mind three years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, it's been a great ride. And, you know, you always do a great part and you'll be doing it four or five times a week. I'm really excited about that because when I talk about uh, sac- our sacred animals. Yes. And um, it's one of the one of the most uh, interesting parts because um, – native way is mm-hmm. we're all related that's right it's one big circle and um mm-hmm. mother's uh, mother earth father sky and all all those things that uh, make us one person um so it's very important part and i don't know i see your cell phone there do you have any any uh well uh, i was just i was thinking back um and one of my most popular uh segments and talking about was the when the gray wolf was reintroduced to Yellowstone National Park. And, you know, this past uh, July, it was 25 years since the gray wolf was reintroduced to Yellowstone National Park. And before then, uh, the elk and deer and all the hooved animals that live there were decimated, uh, decimated the grass and all the greenery there and nothing grew and there wasn't anything there. So when they reintroduced the wolves, even 
even though that they were worried that uh, they would um, wipe out the elk population, it actually stabilized the elk population and also stabilized the ecosystem of um, Yellowstone National Park and other animals and birds and fish uh were in, reintroduced because of the wolf um, and they came there naturally because the wolf uh, stabilized the ecosystem there yeah yeah it was a it's a really a great story and you know it's still happening yeah and, yeah. and, and it's great to bring up because we we talk about our sacred animals uh well every week but we're going to talk about them all over turtle island mm-hmm. and what's happening and um the organization that you're you're with and um mm-hmm. so that's exciting but one of the one of the fun things for me um in this journey is to uh, be a conduit to all these great guests mm-hmm we have great guests, and that—that's what's kept us on the air yeah. <laughs> for in, for our fourth season. Not because of you and I. So I sad to say, but I know, but wow. that's the truth of the matter. We can pretend, can't we? <laughs> we sure can. You know that. Why don't we uh, get our guest up here? Who do we have? We have uh, Robert Lilligren, and uh, Robert Lilligren is. Uh, with the Native American Community Development Institute, but he's more than that. And well, welcome to uh, Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. Robert, thank you so much for uh, stopping by. Yeah, Boozoo Robert, Boozoo Wendy, congratulations on the success of your show. Thank you so much. And it's because of guests like you, and I know you're going to be uh-huh. uh, stopping, in, stopping in on Thursdays and giving us an update. And what's exciting, because we are going to other places other than the Twin Cities, is that you uh, you are plugged in nationally, so um, you can give updates all over Turtle Island. And so we're excited, and that's the only way we really can do five days is because of great guests like you. And I think... Uh, I think, uh, well, I believe that having you on, you know, for a couple segments instead of the 10, 12 minutes that you're usually on is, is going to be more valuable for our, our listening audience. So I just want to uh, say peeny geeky for that. Robert, um, can you tell our audience yeah. a little bit about yourself? Because we're going to send this show to, uh, Madison in Chicago and be great for them to get to know you. Yeah, so I would say Buju Nindinamiganaduk, Bawabi Ginakag in Tunjaba, Ojawish Koganesian in Dodam, Ogamamishkwedesian in Nishnakaz. I'm Robert Lilligren, a citizen of the White Earth Ojibwe Nation, a member of the Sturgeon clan, and I am a longtime resident of the city of Minneapolis. I'm a third generation urban Indian here in Minneapolis, and although I wasn't raised here, I was raised in the suburbs. I now live just over a hill a few blocks from the neighborhood where my father grew up and where my grandmother lived out uh, her most of her adult life. And so, so I'm really focused on Minneapolis. A lot of my engagement has started very, very locally. I kind of started getting involved organizing my block to make it safer for the children and families that lived there, uh, my block in the Phillips area of Minneapolis. And that led me to run for city council in 2001. I served on the Minneapolis City Council for 12 years, the first tribal citizen ever to be elected uh, to that body, and uh, served as a council vice president. That led to a whole broadening of my scope of involvement and engagement. And so since I left the council in 2014, I was the interim CEO at Little Earth of United Tribes, a really unique uh, housing development right here in South Minneapolis. Uh, as the interim CEO, and I now work as the 
CEO of the Native American Community Development Institute, or NACDI, which is a community development intermediary here that, among other things, uh, supports the community uh, vision of an American Indian cultural corridor, an uh, economic dest- and cultural destination here on East Franklin Avenue in South Minneapolis. And I'll stop here. I uh, serve in the Twin Cities Metropolitan Government. It's called the Metropolitan Council. I was appointed by Governor Waltz and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan. And I am just finishing my two terms chairing the Metropolitan Urban Indian Directors, which is an amazing uh, 50-year strong leadership forum here in the Twin Cities. That's, that's it. That's a lot. <laughs> that's quite the resume. <laughs> I know. And that, that's why our show is so good and um, is for people like you that are plugged in uh, to what's happening around Turtle Island in, uh, in the Twin Cities, too. Do you have any uh, updates to... Uh, to uh, spew out to our, our listening audience. Uh, I, <laughs> fun. I have so much fun when we uh, pre-record your spot on the Saturday. I'm going to miss that. So um, maybe yeah. I'll call you during the, on Saturday morning anyways and say what's up. <laughs> yeah, we can just talk. Yeah, for sure. I always enjoy our conversations both on the air and, and off the air. We have had fairly similar experiences. We're really similar in age. And so, yeah, so it's nice to have a, a contemporary yeah. Uh, to to talk with. Yeah. So I, know, we, I, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Robert, please. I was just saying, you know, we, we reminisce too about, you know, we were uh, juniors in high school when uh, not long ago when the, the Freedom of Religion Act happened and, and things like right. that, that that we've experienced in our lifetime. So, right. yeah, I mean, we have a lot yeah, of common. Yeah, interesting. And we both agree that it's time for the the youth to uh, take hold, and they really have. Well, they are, yeah. It's just, I just had another experience this week of just watching those remarkable young emerging leaders really step up and and make their voices heard. And and I was a senior in high school. I mean, you're older than you. And when the uh, the Indian Education Act was passed and things like that. We've, we've talked about this before, but how all of a sudden in my North Suburban High School here in the Twin Cities, you know, we, we were being recognized, the Native students, and we had a luncheon in our school. Nothing like that had ever happened before for the Native students. And, uh, and then a district-wide uh, uh, honoring as well, which was, that was 1978. So it was a very different time. And you know, I told, uh, at the luncheon in my high school, there was probably about a dozen of us in attendance, and I, I suppose they got our names from tribal enrollment rolls, you know. And there were people that I had gone through 12 years of public education with and never knew they were Native. And uh, we were sort of looking at each other, like, oh, you're Indian? Oh, you're Indian, too. I didn't know that. And uh, some of them look way more Indian than me. And, and I just think that's really striking that in 12 years we'd never sort of self-identified as Native Americans because there was no benefit to doing that. And there was actually probably more risk at the time. And so just to look at where we are now with young people, Indian education, people who understand their cultures, their languages, their histories, their spiritualities, they are on so much firmer ground than I think I was or than I know I was uh, at their age. Well, you and I are uh, like one generation away from really the boarding school, um, mm-hmm. the trauma that um, 
that we experienced from adults that were our adults that uh, a lot of people went through. And it was definitely not cool to be Native American. And, you know, I, I always tell the story about my uncle, Uncle Curtis, and he always said that he was yeah. Mexican. People thought of him as Mexican until <laughs> right. until, until the American Indian movement really pulled, pulled out in front and were, was on the news and became uh, Red Pride and all those things that happened in the right. 60s and 70s. Yep, it's a different day, and we really stand on the shoulders of those people. I call them the founders, that generation that in the 60s, 70s, came forward and really lifted up uh, Native identity as, as important and a thing. And mm-hmm. we're still sort of fighting that invisibility and shifting that narrative. And and like you said, when I look at this next generation, the next generation's coming up, I just really feel like, okay, we're in good hands. Mm-hmm. It's their turn to lead now. I'm old and tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm here with Robert Lilligren, who's, uh, among other things, uh, the Native American Community Development Institute. And Robert, can you hold on for uh, another quick segment? Yes, I can. Awesome. That's great news. You're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Minnesota's own appliance specialist, Warner Stellion, are celebrating the close of 2020 with 10% discounts on thousands of top-rated and in-stock appliances. Then, save more with safe, free delivery and haul-away from our trusted specialists. Get free installation on Frigidaire's top-selling dishwashers. Save hundreds on a new laundry pair. And enjoy unbeatable savings on more kitchen packages than you can count. Trust one of the country's top-rated appliance sellers. Choose Minnesota's own, Warner Stallion. Do you believe in ghosts? Ever wondered if aliens from other planets visit the Earth? Have you ever thought about whether Bigfoot is real? My name is Greg Bakken, and on my new show, Ghost Box Radio, we'll have these conversations about the paranormal, ufology, Bigfoot, or just the unusual, bringing together guests who are experts in these fields. Join me every Sunday at 4 p.m. for Ghost Box Radio with Greg Bakken on AM 950, even if you're a skeptic. Hello, my relatives. My name is Madison Hand, and I'd like to remind you of the ways we can keep each other safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. Right now, COVID cases are higher in number than ever before in our communities, making it more important to follow safety guidelines than ever before. Each individual choice we make will have widespread consequences for all of us. Being safe helps keep people out of the hospital. Help those around you by doing the following. Wear a mask and make sure your mask covers your mouth and nose. Social distance in public as best as you can. Get tested if you are possibly exposed to COVID. And stay home if you feel sick. Remember, our choices directly affect the health of our family, friends, and community. Free masks are available. Visit RamseyCounty.us slash a mask for everyone. This information guide is brought to you by Ramsey County and Ramsey County Investment and Support Efforts. Auto Technical helps families in need of transportation with reconditioned vehicles. Here's Richard with Auto Technical. I'll tell you, my wife told me when we first started, she says, you're going to find this so rewarding. But when people come in and, oh, man, give me a second. Take your time. And you just find out how important transportation is. People 
sometimes break down in tears and can't stop. Learn more at autotechnical.org. Ahu, this is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. Pini Gigi for all your support over these past three years. Because of your support, we bring you exciting news. Native Roots Radio is moving to a new time, 6 to 7, Monday through Fridays. Local and national guests help us keep current with Mother Earth and tribal issues. Native issues are human issues. We invite all people to walk hand-in-hand with us through our struggles, victories, and achievements. We are awake. Join us Monday through Fridays at 6 p.m. Hey, welcome back to uh, Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and I guess uh, we're still we're gonna just wind out and pay play all the pilots' progressive music out of here and no Indian music. <laughs> That's okay. We'll get some Indian mu- music here for you, yeah, Robert. We have it. We um, have it. I'm sad. <laughs> hey, but back to reality here. We're with Robert Lilligren, and uh, Robert Lilligren is works with the Native American Community Development Institute, and we we're just uh, reminiscing. Um, about uh, the way things are and the way things are, were and how, how much the, the young people are really stepping up. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of trauma, you know. Welcome back, Robert. Right. Yeah, thanks, Robert. Thanks, Wendy. Yeah, you know, so talk a little bit about Franklin Avenue and how much, uh, how that corridor has really changed over the years. Yeah, so Franklin Avenue, East Franklin in South Minneapolis. It's just just outside of downtown Minneapolis uh, for your listeners who haven't been here. And it's really the heart of the urban Indian community here. And as a result of relocation and the sort of pan-Indian community that grew up, you know, it's this community that established the American Indian movement right there uh, in the East Franklin area. And, uh, of course, the... Ames, one of Ames' objectives was to build anchor institutions that could help with uh, serving and with the development of our of our people. And so, so right there in Franklin, there's this incredible concentration of Native organizations, tribal offices. There's the residential community of Little Earth of United Tribes, this unique federally funded urban Indian housing development. And so there's just this heart of this really established area within Minneapolis that's identified with the Native community, and so so that's where uh, our office is, the uh, Native American Community Development Institute, or NACDI, and that's where in our building we have Powell Grounds Coffee Shop, a big community center, All My Relations Arts Gallery, which is a premier Native American Indian contemporary art gallery here, and and there's, within a stone's throw of, of our offices and our building are probably dozens, maybe some 40 urban Indian offices, tribal offices, Indian housing developments. And so so right along that street, East Franklin, which we call the American Indian Cultural Corridor, the community has a vision of establishing a destination. You know, we have a light rail station right there. We have uh, great uh, access through uh, through streets and buses, and uh, and we have an incredibly high level of native property control in that corridor and so maybe some 60 70 percent of the property on this mile long stretch or about a mile long stretch of east franklin is made of and so with the community support and involvement we've been establishing sort of native identity in the american Indian cultural corridor uh building buildings housing businesses 
that reflect and bring opportunity to the local native community and and it's just a, it's a wonderful place. I encourage people if they visit the Twin Cities to come to East Franklin Avenue in the American Indian Cultural Corridor. Yeah, it is and it's it's something that uh visionaries really thought of and and you've been a big part of the building of that um you know, there's another question I want to ask you, too. Uh, you know, I, on Facebook, I saw some of our elders were vaccinated yesterday. And, wow, yeah. that was really exciting to see Clyde Belcourt uh, and a couple other elders. were. There were pictures of them on Facebook. And that makes my heart sing um, that we're taking care of our relatives over there. Agree. Yeah, this COVID thing is a scare. And we need to take care of our place in the generations, right? And care for our elders, care for our young people, uh, do what we can. There's been a few different paths towards immunization, uh, sort of depending on your tribe or your service provider. Our Indian Health Board right here in Minneapolis is part of part of uh, this distribution of, uh, of shots. And so your tribe might have chosen to go more with uh, uh, with themselves determining who are the priorities or they could have decided to go along with sort of the federal designation of priorities. So folks should really check in with their tribal offices to see sort of where their place in the, in the priority list is. Wow. That's a, that's a, I'm a junior elder, so I think I'm down the, down the road there. My sidekick, Wendy, always has to put me in my place. I just wanted to say something about uh, Franklin Avenue. Um, A couple of years ago, um, probably not this past summer because of the pandemic, but I think the summer before there was a big block party. Um, and Robert, Robert and I were down there and they had so, so many wonderful events, uh, happening and, um, food, you know, food was there and art and, um, all different kinds of Native American cultural, uh, items were there. And I'm, I'm hoping that I don't know about this summer, but maybe next summer that would be back because there were all kinds of people down there, um, experiencing it. And I thought it was like a wonderful, uh, evening there in the summer night, just walking around, uh, learning, um, about all different Native American, uh, things. So hopefully that'll come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything's been so disrupted, Andy, as you know, by the, by the pandemic, but uh, you know, with the idea of the American Indian Cultural Corridor, we've done sort of physical place making. You know, there's public art, banners, uh, buildings are being built consistent with the vision of the American Indian Cultural Corridor. But once you make the place, you have to activate it, right? And so, mm-hmm. so there are a number. Of you, you and Robert are down there so often. It's great to see you and have your support. But there are things like the Open Streets, which is a broad Minneapolis festival that happens there. Uh, last year, especially, we had the um, the uh, Northern Lights, which is an overnight sort of arts festival that brought a ton of people to the corridor that had never been there. We have big Indigenous Peoples Day celebrations, Indian Month celebrations, and really taking the community taking the responsibility to say, okay, this is this is our place, our land, and this is how we want you know to to express it to people from outside the community and so so it is an active place and thanks for recognizing that wendy and plans are my the organization i work for NACD, is mm-hmm. is often central to some of that planning and things and so we want to be back full force as soon as we can 
We try to shift sort of festivities online as much as we can, and, and you and Robert have been very helpful with that as well. Yeah, well. Yeah, maybe this summer with masks yeah. and social distancing. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. So this went pretty well, Robert. Uh, our segment's almost up here, and uh, <laughs> okay. this is what we're going to be doing every Thursday um, on uh no, Thursday, oh, Thursday. Okay. Wednesday. <laughs> I'm when, confused. Wendy. I'm sorry. I'm retired now. It's, <laughs> yeah. hard. it's hard for me to keep track of the days. <laughs> no, no, right. We'll put it back Wendy after the, <laughs> after the show. But, uh, hey, we have one of our uh, favorite people that's going to be on next, uh, Hennepin County Sheriff uh, Dave Hutchinson. And, uh, oh, yeah, nice. And, and I know both of you have great things to say about each other, and that's what community is about and people that are um, supporting the community and we can support back. So thank you again, Robert, and I'm looking forward to next next Thursday, Wendy. Great. Yep, I'm going to be on Thursday, normally, I believe. But, yeah, thanks for having me. Good luck with the show, with the expanded programming. It's all very exciting. And mm-hmm. say, uh, say hi to my friend, Sarah Hutch. I will, and I know uh, who can take over the show when we go on vacation. His name's Robert Lilligren. So <laughs> oh, I didn't see that, and that was been in the fine print. <laughs> hey, we'll be right back. Uh, this is Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake. They are going to become more brutal. Thanks to all who've become members of AM950. You've helped ensure AM950 will stay on the air through 2021. It's simple to become a member. Go to am950radio.com, click on the membership button, and sign up. Through the holidays, become a new member with either a $25 one-time donation or a $10 recurring donation, and AM950 will read a special message from you on the air this holiday season. If you make a $50 one-time donation or a $25 recurring donation, you'll get a copy of the first-ever AM950 calendar. Head over to am950radio.com for more information, and thank you very much for your support. Hi, this is Paul Metza inviting you to listen to a great new episode on the Wall of Power Radio Hour this weekend. We feature Minnesota-born country-western musician Johnny Western, who went out to California in his early 20s, sought and got fame and fortune. He wrote the theme song to Have Gun, Will Travel. He played with Johnny Cash for over 40 years was featured on 70 of Johnny's recordings. He's got great stories about appearing in cowboy movies and TV shows and traveling the world with his guitar. Saturday night, 6 p.m. on AM 950. Hey, Cudigy to everyone. This is Robert Pilot of Native Roots Radio Network. In 2017, as a response to the shocking events that transpired at Standing Rock and the lack of accurate and honest information coming from local and mainstream media, we felt we had to do something about it. That is why we created Native Roots Radio, then Pilots Progressive Party, and finally, the new Native Symposium. We're still here. These shows have been supported by local businesses, and as you all know, unfortunately, they are no longer able to support us during this difficult time of the pandemic. This is why I'm here today to ask you for your support. We feel it is so important to continue to bring this important information to you. Your support will help continue production and airtime costs. So please, if you can, visit Patreon Native Roots Radio Network and help in any way you can. Pinigi, and thank you for your support. This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and Drink in the Style. You may not realize it, but a trained, skilled interior designer cannot just beautify your space. They can functionify it as well. I don't know if that's a word, but it is a thing. 
So why not check out HabitationDesign.com and see if it looks like we're right for you. If it does, give us a call and let's schedule an appointment in person or virtually to make your home exceptional. HabitationDesign.com It's Sasha for your AM 950 weather. Tonight, we have mostly cloudy skies and a low around 5 degrees. Thursday gives us mostly sunny skies with a high near 25. Thursday night gives us partly cloudy skies with a low around 11. Check out the exceptional local restaurants featured on EatLocalMinnesota.com. All Eat Local Minnesota restaurants are locally owned and operated. Discover the best cuisine in the Twin Cities on EatLocalMinnesota.com. It's a good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Hey, that was part of our bumper music there. Did you hear that? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Faded out quick. Hey, we're wondering, uh, I just got a text from uh, Hennepin County Sheriff Dave Hutchinson, and uh, he said nobody's home, nobody's answering the phone there. So hopefully he'll, oh, here he's, he's on. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> okay, we cool. Well, we want That's to welcome. Live radio. That's what happens. Yeah. We and TV. The- we got the Facebook Live going on mm-hmm. too. And, and, uh, we always grab questions and things like that. But, uh, uh, we want to give a shout out to Uncle Curtis. He's, uh, giving us, uh, he's saying, uh, who, ho, mm-hmm. chushka and chujank. That's you. Yeah. We want to, uh, wish everyone also a happy new year. It's coming yeah, up here soon. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, stay safe. And everyone mask up and, you know, uh, the roads are slippery mm-hmm. and, uh, we all got to be kind to each other. And, um, you know, we, we started this show to amplify people's voices. And one of the things, the other reason why we started the show was what happened in Standing Rock mm-hmm. and all the misinformation and that, um, and one of the other things we had, uh, one of our dear friends, Barry Hand on the show and he gave a, I don't know, a plea. Mm-hmm. for um, changing the sheriff of Hennepin County. And the, the reason why? Well, he was an Indian fighter, and mm-hmm. he had uh, people up in Standing Rock, and you could see the big old Hennepin County Sheriff badges beating up Indians. Mm-hmm. And to make a long story short, somehow we found Dave Hutchinson, who was running against him, and we had on our, had him on our show a few times. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, it's kind of like when we were starting, so was Dave. And I feel like like we grew up together on the radio oh. and he became the sheriff. Really? Kind of at the same time. As, no, we were on a year. We were established. Uh, we were still babies, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was established. And, um, <laughs> Wendy, uh, Wendy was a baby. But, hey, so w- the story goes that th- he appeared and was on our show. We mm-hmm. got to ask him. If line three ever happens, which it is happening right now, mm-hmm. would you send up troops to Hennepin County? And he said, no way. And he said, let's support this guy. Mm-hmm. And then we found out how much of a, a good a, guy he a, is. A, I was going to say a great heart that he has mm-hmm. and how much uh, he appreciates Native Americans. And um, we voted for him mm-hmm. and we're not sorry that we did. So why don't we bring uh, Hennepin County Sheriff Dave Hutchinson on to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. Hello, hello. Hi, Dave. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm, I'm good. I uh, happy New Year to you. I, I'm, uh, I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna go patrol for a little while, and uh, you know, I like to get out once a month and um, just see how the the mean streets of Hennepin are doing, and get out to thank the deputies and have some interactions with the public. But of course, with my mask on and uh, proper PPE. 
but business doesn't stop just because of this this deadly virus we're facing. But uh, um, this is a you know a great uh, a great time of year. It's the start of a new year. I don't think uh, 2021 could be worse than 2020. I just hope and pray it's better, and I think it will be. And um, you know, I'm just so proud of you guys and the show. I mean, it's a, you know, like you said, Wendy. I think uh, you're sort of right when you said we're we're both kind of new to it. Um, but now look at look at you guys. You're on every day, and Native Roots Radio's uh, now you know national. I hear people all over the country talk about it, and it's about time because uh, the Native people are important people, but they've kind of been you know, shut out uh, from what the what they should be because they're the hell people. I love native people and, and Robert uh, and uncle Curtis have taught me so much that I could never even begin to read about. So thank you for having me on and, and thank you for being a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're big friends and big fans. Dave, can you uh, tell our audience, because th- this show is going to be in Madison. It's going to be part of the best of how we, uh, how we met and how, how, how our relationships grown over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think, you know, you talk about Barry Hand is one of the, you know, coolest guys I've ever met. And mm-hmm. then, you know, kind of we went through, um, you know, Cheryl Goodman from Minneapolis PD, and they knew each other, and, and her and I have been her friends since we were new cops. And, um, you know, she's obviously a, a native and very involved in the community, and, and she has a adopted a bunch of kids, and she has her own mm-hmm. kids, and she's legitimately probably super mom and super cop and, um so she knew Barry, and it kind of—that's how I kind of got uh, a hold of you guys. And I remember it was my first radio show, and I was nervous, and uh, we didn't know each other, but it went good. Um, and I always, you know, listen. I I still have that. I saved it on my computer the first time, and just just listening to myself from then till now. And uh, you know, I'm not an elegant speaker by any means, but uh, from from then till now, it's just—it's like a. It's amazing how, how much I've grown, and I attribute that to Robert and, and Wendy and your show. So that's how it happened. You know, those things in life, if you believe in God or a higher power, kind of just brought us together. And, you know, and now, unfortunately, line three is going on, and my, my promise is the same. Even if even if I wanted to send people up there, which I don't, um, we obviously uh, can't in any ways because we have our situation back here in Hennepin County that we have to concentrate on. And uh, I've said it before, I'd rather keep people in Hennepin County safe than go work for a, you know, a, not even an American uh, billion, billion dollar industry uh, for oil. And, and I think that's important for people to know that, um, you know, my goal is to keep people in this county safe. My goal is not to go up and, and beat up people uh, protesting for what they believe in. And, and for a company that's, uh, you know, not even American, and it wouldn't make it better if it was, but, um, you know, I, I drive cars and I like, uh, that, but I, I think we can find a better way, especially if we can figure out, uh, how to make a vaccine in a year. I think we can figure out better ways to transport oil. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, well, we found out a lot of different things here during COVID that we can go, get, uh, who's essential and who's not and, and, and what's essential. I mean, Wendy and I are down to basically one car now, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, and so we've, uh, we've been not forced to change, but it's just naturally changed. And I think, uh, things like that can happen and do happen to us all the time. 
I, I want to uh, relive something here. Um, and I know Wendy and I have relived this a lot, but we were going to stop when you were elected sheriff. Uh, and, and people that don't know this, Hennepin County is the largest county in, in uh, Minnesota. And Wendy and I were going to stop in and, you know, um, give you a pat on the back and say good luck and then go to the, to the big, uh, the governor's ball or whatever. The DFL party. Yeah, yeah thanks. And, and got all like dressed up and all snazzy <laughs> yeah. looking. Yeah, I was bougie that night, a bougie but Indian. We were so happy, like when we saw you and, you know, we talked to your mom and your family was there and, and everybody, everyone who was there supporting you, we were just like, no, this feels right and this is where we belong and we want to stay here uh, and watch the election. And um, I just remember, I can't remember who the person was, of course you would uh, remember they walked in the room and they were like, it's, it's over Dave, Dave won, Dave won. And yeah. I just remember just like crying. Like I just, I could even just cry thinking about it. We were just so happy. Well, I wasn't blown away. I knew the sheriff of Hennepin County <laughs> personally. <laughs> Not only know, but we're buddies and you know, that was emotional. I mean, I, you know, I'm an emotional guy, but I held myself together as much as I could. And it was surreal, um, you know, going into it, you know, months before I thought, you know, we're going to get the old college try and, you know, closer it got, especially after the uh, primary, mm-hmm. I really felt in, in my heart that we could win. And then mm-hmm. I kind of went up and down. And then that day I went to I went to the north side, I went to the south side, I went to Wyzetta, Rogers, and I talked to people in coffee shops and they said, well, we're going to vote for you. And, and most people would say that just a Minnesota nice thing, but I, I felt <laughs> it. So when I, when I got there, I figured... Not to be thrown arrogant or anything, but I, I figured that we'd actually beat him by more. But uh, as they say, a W is a W, so it's all matter. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but we were sitting in for uh, a host of another radio station, and you were our guest the next day. Do you remember that? In- I, I vaguely remember. Cause, uh, <laughs> and then that, we went downstairs no- to a little lunch place and had some lunch there. Oh, I do remember that. We were over by the campus. Yeah, I do remember fun. that now. Yeah, I remember we went to that that little spot that yeah. the vegan or something. Yeah, but that was that was a good memory. But we didn't think uh, we didn't think ahead about that. I think the show was on at one or something like that, and it was like, well, Dave's celebrating. Why would he want to come to a radio show on one? But we got the first interview of the new sheriff, so mm-hmm. that was really really cool. That's right, we did. No, and, and I I owe everything to, a lot to you guys. I. You know, you talk about uh, you know, you know stuff you I've done for you and stuff, but it's uh, you've done way more for me and 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 throughout the election and believed in me and I, there's 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 no way I could repay you and so but you guys did way more than I've ever done and or could do for you and you know that I I'm your biggest supporter and biggest fan and but uh, people don't know. Robert and Wendy, I mean, they are some class act people. They're, uh, you know, Robert's an educator. You were a pharmacist. I mean, you you people are are salt of the earth. You're good people, and people need to know that. Oh, thanks, Dave. We really appreciate it. And likewise, yeah. honestly. Yeah, definitely ditto. I want to ask you before we have to go here, how's your puppy doing? I saw that uh, there was oh, a matter yeah. with you. Well, you know, I was uh, – I was, went up north uh, 
go do a little ice fishing and and I came back, my parents were watching them and and Justin was petting them and felt something wet on his chest and we looked at it and I thought, you know, oh boy, this isn't good. It was a large laceration and Oh really? And it, and very large. We still don't know how it happened, but uh then I called you know, I probably called literally thirty or forty vets and even some uh, vet hospitals and they said they're at capacity because of COVID, which I understand and respect. We got to keep people safe, but we finally got a place in Apple Valley, the emergency uh, place down there, and they were phenomenal. Uh, they stitched him up, uh, and, and I, I, he still doesn't. I don't think he even cares about it. But uh, so he has to wear a T-shirt. We have a little T-shirt. We have to wrap oh. around him <laughs> instead of wearing instead of a cone because he's he really can't reach it in a weird spot, but. Yeah, really. Uh, it's like a T-shirt that's tied like the like the ladies did in the in the nineties, and of course I make fun of him quite a bit. But he's uh, alive and well, and uh, awesome. You know, organization or it's called Soldier Six that I got the dog from. Actually, uh, hmm. I helped us out in the vet post too. So just give them a shout wow. out. Wow. Hey, before you go, I want to read this uh, from somebody on Facebook Live. Said, "I wish all cops thought and felt." This way, uh, like this sheriff, the sheriff needs to teach other counties how to protect and serve. No corporate greed shall defy our right to clean water. He's a good man and puts his community first. Chief McGwitch Sheriff. That, that's that's about second all. One of our Facebook listener watchers, listeners. Is it, is it Uncle Curtis? No, <laughs> no, it wasn't Uncle Curtis. It was uh, uh, Nancy from MN three fifty. I tell you what. Um, you know, most people, and I know we're on a timeline here, but most people, um, most cops are good people. Most cops are are just like everybody else, but um, they get a bad rap, and we do some of that ourselves. We'll take responsibility, but uh, a lot of it's the system, and, and, you know, that's why I'm so big into wellness is these people, the deputies and cops, they face a lot of stuff that people never see, and it sometimes jades them, and, you know, bad administration jades them, Um but, you know, we have a lot of work to do with being better at, you know, people call it, you know, uh, defund or this or reimagine. I just like to call it, let's modernize it. Let's bring it to the century we're in. Let's bring it to the year we're in. Make it better with technology. Let's hire people that mirror the community we serve. Uh, just, you know, for the short time I've been there, we've increased diversity a lot. Our, our last group, uh, you know, last couple groups have been more diverse uh, with women and, and minorities than there is Caucasians. And, um, we're going to do that because it's the right thing to do. Um, the people need to have people that look and talk like them and, and, and be able to, uh, you know, have a closer bond, uh, cause we are the people. Um, and I just want to let people know that most cops aren't bad. There's, there's some idiots that we want out. And, uh, I, anytime a cop does something to tarnish the badge or tarnish our reputation, uh, I want them out of this police, out of this line of work more than anybody. And, uh, we're working harder every day to be better, just like everybody else. Um, you know, call us out when we do stuff, stupid stuff. But uh, at the same token, when we do stuff good, uh, please let us know that, too, because we're humans. We love to hear that. Well, there you have it. I think we're going to end that with that great note. That was Hennepin County Sheriff Dave Hutchinson. And you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be back right after this short break. Thanks for cutting down our tree, too, Dave. They are going to become more brutal. Courtney Cuff, he need cut a dude. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. 
they're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Food Freedom Radio is generously supported by Seward Co-op, now offering the safety of full-service, contactless shopping at both the Franklin and Friendship stores. Seward Co-op has dedicated pickup times for first responders, seniors, and those with compromised immune systems. Visit seward.coop and learn more about delivery provided by Soddenberg's Floral and Gifts in addition to curbside pickup. It's that safe and easy. That's seward.coop slash to go. Seward.coop slash to go. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Join us for New Beginnings, Saturday mornings at 11, brought to you in part by Vision Loss Resources. Hello, my relatives. My name is Madison Hand, and I'd like to remind you of the ways we can keep each other safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. Right now, COVID cases are higher in number than ever before in our communities, making it more important to follow safety guidelines than ever before. Each individual choice we make will have widespread consequences for all of us. Being safe helps keep people out of the hospital. Help those around you by doing the following. Wear a mask and make sure your mask covers your mouth and nose. Social distance in public as best as you can. Get tested if you are possibly exposed to COVID. And stay home if you feel sick. Remember, our choices directly affect the health of our family, friends, and community. Free masks are available. Visit RamseyCounty.us slash a mask for everyone. This information guide is brought to you by Ramsey County and Ramsey County Investment and Support Efforts. Hi, this is Laura. Listen to Food Freedom Radio every Saturday at 8 a.m. or anytime via podcast. Our individual health is connected, connected to the health of each other and connected to the health of the earth. We know the problems with the dominant food system, climate change, deadening soils, nitrates in the water, factory farming, injustice, concentration of wealth. How do we both as individuals and as a community step up and support a living food system which honors the earth? Tune to Food Freedom Radio every Saturday at 8 a.m. And remember to support your independent farmers. It's a good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. To all my friends and relatives in four directions, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. And, you know, this is like our farewell uh, tour here for this time of day. And we're going to be on from 6 to 7, Monday through Friday, starting the 1st or the beginning of the year. I guess that's the 4th, right? And uh, we're going to be also in Madison, Wisconsin, and Chicago with the best of Native Ritz Radio. And so we're excited to expand our brand and really uh, amplify 
native voices all across Turtle Island, Wendy. I'm excited about it, too, because now five days a week for just a few minutes, I get to talk about our sacred animals. Yeah. So I'm happy to to talk about that, too. Sometimes it'll be longer. Sometimes it might be longer. (laughs) You never know. Right, right. You know, and always keep a a spare spare one just in case uh, our guest doesn't show up. I have so many (laughs) archived, honestly. I like to talk about animal stuff that's timely, right? Mm -hmm. So they have to be out in a certain time and you want to talk about them in a timely manner. But there's so many things that happen all the time that you Mm -hmm. could talk about anytime. And right, you know, uh, Native Americans and animals, uh, uh, we have a... a unique mm-hmm. uh, relationship mm-hmm. with and um we pray over our kill we you know use all the parts it's not a sportsman like uh, kind of deal like uh, donald trump's son trophy we wanna, hunting we don't want to talk about him anymore but the good news yeah. is is that uh in 2018 the trump administration wanted to open up oil uh finding oil in a a refuge in um, Alaska. And there was big controversy about that, right? This beautiful, pristine uh, place where animals lived on a refuge in Alaska. And he wanted to dig for oil because, of course, he's all about the the big companies and the multi-billionaires. But there was a a judge who just said, you know what, we're not going to do this. Nope. And he turned it down. So for now, um, that refuge and the polar bears and all the animals that live in the in the Mm -hmm. refuge are going to be safe from digging for oil. Yeah. And it's so beautiful, too, Wendy. Mm -hmm. As you know, it's all in our circle. The Mm -hmm. circle we bring our uh, relatives with hooves. I mean, I'm named after an animal. My clan's named after uh, an animal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have uh, 12 clans in Ho-Chunk Nation that are are all animals, mm-hmm. I do believe. I'm trying to think if there isn't any. But, um, you know, and so animals are sacred. And that's, so that's been fitting with us for three years. It's exciting to have you here supporting me and along help, helping me amplify mm-hmm. the voices of our Native uh, community. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. But I might talk about elephants sometimes, and people might not think that that's like a native type of thing, talking about an elephant. But they're all... But it's still, right, it's still our sacred animal and an animal that we need to care about. Yeah, and we like elephants, (laughs) (laughs) too. So, yeah, wow, what a great show. I think this one's going to go to uh, Madison in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had Robert Lilligren, um, who's just an awesome, awesome person and uh, full of knowledge um, and political knowledge. Uh, One thing I got to mention, too, uh, to everyone that's from Minnesota or at least listened into the evil neighbor, WCCO, or the good neighbor. I I get those confused. But his father, Robert, uh, Robert's father was uh, Chuck Lilligren. He was on. CCO for many, many, many years, um, did many things there. And then once he retired, he was really big in the community and uh, taught the language and really gave back to the community. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and we just want to also say um, to Robert uh, Lilligren, uh, prayers for your mother's journey. Um, Mm -hmm. It's sad that she passed away just recently. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want to give a shout out to, to his family. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Well, Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. 6 to Mm 7 on AM 950, Mm -hmm. and then also um, in Madison, uh, it's KTTN. And let me look at the numbers. Yeah, and then Monday through Friday, each day we'll have different guests. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Thursday will be Robert Lilligren. Right. That's and then we're going to have Bob Blake from today's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't changed the new schedule yet, but, uh, uh Bob Blake from Red Lake's going to be on and mm-hmm. he, uh, he is, uh, really involved in the solar operation. Mm-hmm. He's helping Red Lake up in northern Minnesota put together unbelievable uh, solar panels to really mm-hmm. uh, get them um, income and also paying f- and uh, selling it back to... Uh, He's very knowledgeable about the whole thing. Right. And so we're going to have others like Winona LaDuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy Bolio will be having her own show with mm-hmm. us on Tuesday, bringing in a guest uh, and keeping us connected with Will the Mary Deep North. Will Mary Kunish still be on? Absolutely. Awesome. We don't know Fantastic. what format yet because she was so good at just sending us 12 minutes and I never had to say anything to her. We might be uh, getting just updates and reports from Mary. That's fine, too, because she I gives guess. really good updates. So and it's WTTN um, in Madison. Okay, cool. And uh, I was looking for that, but, you know, our, our producer was on top of it. <laughs> Sasha, thank, yeah. thank yeah. goodness. Well, we only have like 30 seconds left, and we want to uh, say uh, Peeny Geeky, everyone, for uh, listening to us and supporting us all these years and coming along on the journey with us to uh, five days a week and uh, – and really amplifying native voices from all over Turtle Island. Yeah, and Happy New Year. Stay, stay safe and stay healthy. Yeah, so we're off and, uh, you know, we'll see you next Monday at 6 p.m. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake and we'll be back Monday. Because all the hippies are trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor.